Hello there. You are listening to the Deep and Roots podcast. My name is Carol Olker. I am an intuitive health coach and the founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. Check out what I do and the services I offer on Facebook and Instagram under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. There, you can book a discovery call to talk about your health goals by clicking on the link in my bio. Deep and Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps you define what healthy feels and looks like to you. Deep and Roots Health Coaching's mission is to solve nutrition misinformation and help you resolve your poor relationship with your food and yourself. We focus on the power of thoughts, feelings, intuition, and sass because that is not an option in my world. You know what else isn't an option? Trusting your gut. If this appeals to you and you want to dive into your own abundant health journey, reach the hell on out to me. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 36. Hello everyone, Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. This is Carol Olker, intuitive health coach at Deep End Roots Health Coaching. And today I am with a very special guest. His name is Carl Sean Watkins, and he is the CEO of Carl Sean's Daily Word. He is an an aspiring attorney. He is an abuse, addiction, and depression survivor. And he has a lifestyle program that helps you move past your obstacles and inspire your passions and propel you into your destiny. So welcome, Carl. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Carol. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing very well. So um, thank you so much for being on the show today. And the reason why I want you on this show is, you know, you are a lifestyle 
coach and, and mentor, but you are just, when I think of vulnerability and just living the human experience, I think of you. So. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> so, you're welcome. So as you know, we're going to talk about vulnerability today. And, um, you know, is there anything else that people like should know about you before we go on, before we move on to this big, vast land of vulnerability? Yes, I am. Um, well, I was doing my business. You said that I was the uh, CEO of Carson's Daily Word. That is absolutely correct. My daily word goes out on LinkedIn. I also have a uh, website for that as well, but I am also launching and it's in the words Carl Sean Watkins Consulting. And that's going to be, uh, uh, um, I won't necessarily say a break off from, uh, from the uh, daily work because I'm still going to keep that process going. But this is going to go more into uh, the uh, faith-based uh, life coaching, mentoring, and speaking uh, part of uh, Carl Sean, who he is. So, you're gonna get more of Carl Sean. This is gonna be more of a more of a twofold. I'm gonna attack uh, my gifts and I'm gonna spread my gifts in twofold direction. And uh, I always talk about the uh, the core of what I what I do and what and what I'm going to be doing and continuing to be doing is uh, just bringing people along for the ride. And in that, I mean that. We're going to uh, be going inspirational. We're going to be going motivational. Uh, and we're going to be uh, propelling people into their destiny. And, and I mean propelling, I mean helping in all aspects. If they need coaching, if they need mentoring, uh, one-on-ones, also doing speaking engagements as well. And I know that we you know, COVID has us kind of like on a lockdown with actually uh, sizes and where we can go. But we've found another tool. Uh, that we can uh, do the same thing with the Zooms, the WebEx meetings, the mm -hmm. LinkedIn uh, lives. So we got a lot of avenues that we want to uh, tap into in uh, 2021. I love it. Yeah, you're just so for anyone who doesn't know, this man is a beast on LinkedIn. <laughs> you open up your LinkedIn page and he has his daily word, yeah. right? So for you to be branching off, like I'm so excited for yeah, you. <laughs> I'm excited too. Uh, okay, it's, it's taking it's taking some time, and, and then of course you know when you're doing things, it, it takes a little uh, direction and focus. And I just say, hey, it's more that I want to do with this because I want to do it. You know, not that 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 the daily work can go long term because I'm constantly writing. So I don't think unless I just get like amnesia of what words mean, uh, I don't think that I'll ever uh, stop. Uh, writing as long as I can do that. But I think the, the avenues of that writing is going to bring more people to the actual physical part of, of, of coaching people through uh, helping people overcome uh, sharing my story. Uh, that is really the foundation from where all of this come from. Uh, I'm just a kid who, you know, was raised up in the city and just had run into some bad circumstances if you could the cards was dealt to me and and that's what i played so now with the grace of god who's uh just giving me uh some gifts i just want to share my uh my gifts with people you know and i just want other people to come that's why i use the term come along for the ride 
because it is a ride. Overcoming is definitely a ride, and it's definitely a high which I've never felt in anything that uh, you know I've experienced to overcome something. It's just such a magnitude, and and I just want everyone to, to kind of feel that or experience that in some things and some obstacles and some adversities that they may be facing in their life. Yes, yes, most definitely. I, I love it. And I want to get more into that. Uh, but first, I want to talk about um, what vulnerability is. And in true Carl Sean spirit, I have the uh, definition of it All right. pulled up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> yes. So when you, okay, so let's talk about this. When you look up vulnerability, on Google, of course, it gives you different um, definitions, mm -hmm. different, um, you know, dictionaries. But um, so who is this? Is that? I don't know. Who is that? Okay. So Miriam Webster says that it is vulnerability is when you're capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. Or to open to attack or damage. And um, three, liable to increased penalties, but entitled to increased bonuses after winning a game and contract bridge. So the third really is just like specific, but the, the one and two capable of being physically and emotionally wounded, mm -hmm. and then two open to attack and damage. Like that sounds horrible, right? So <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, <laughs> but I mean, really, let's 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 talk about that because vulnerability. When you look it up, it sounds like a horrible thing. Like, why would anyone want to be vulnerable, right? And then there's people like you and me who are all about it. So <laughs> I think the, the the yeah, when you when you look at <laughs> what. Uh, <laughs> Miriam Webster had to say about it. You kind of get like taken aback, but I think that with the same veracity and the same spirit of which they define vulnerability is it's that's the same spirit principle and uh, connection that I create my power from. Uh, it, it's sort of like you know uh, Superman in his kryptonite. When you reverse it, you know he's not around it. You know he embraces that he knows that that's a part of him that makes him uh, really who he is because everybody has a superpower within them, regardless of uh, whether we put it in and tie it in or try to connect it to uh, a superhero, but we all have a superpower in us. And that just could be how we love, you know, how we encourage, how we inspire uh, our passion, all, all of those things. People don't really, you know, to put it in the terms of that, that that's your superpower, how you interact with people, how, the effect you have on people, how people see you, how people vision you, how your vision goes on people. I, I mean, it's, it's just so many. And, you know, me being the words guy, I just go through all of it uh, in that way. And with vulnerability, um, the first thing I took from it after reading those definitions and after knowing those definitions I thought about, wow, what power is there in being vulnerable? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what what power is that even in the midst of how we look at it? And um, am I thinking it's not so much as uh, the thinking? I'm not no genius. I'm not an Einstein or anything like that. I just don't see things how uh, people see things. And when I say that, I don't mean it to be 
uh, and, um, antagonistic or, or, you know, always looking for, uh, like they say, devil's advocate or that kind of thing. I don't look at conversations or words or situations such as that. I look at situations and things purely for what they are. I don't go into situations uh, with agendas. I don't go into situations with, I know that's going to be the outcome. I look at things and that's what the power of being vulnerable is because if you can go into a situation without you trying to predict how that situation will come out, you're more vulnerable and you can, and you can take more when the situation actually plays out because we, we mm-hmm. tend to want to be in charge of things and direct things and, and me being a spiritual based person, that is not how it works. Like we're really not in charge, you know? So I look at, you know, yeah, I look at vulnerability as really being, you know, it's not about winning or losing, uh, you know, which we oftentimes, and I think I was on the uh, clubhouse uh, uh, yesterday, last night, and, and, and they were talking about vulnerability and the lady was on there from the UK and uh, she said something that was really profound and I had not even thought about uh, before she said that the U.S. and, and you know, and I guess I'm living in the U.K. and kind of can see it from eyes looking in instead of being in trying to see what's going on. She said that we put everything in these categories of like win or lose. She said the U.S. is known for just doing that. Everything that we go through, she said, oh, it has to be categorized. Democrat, Republican, gay, straight, uh, black, white. Uh, she say we don't give ourselves opportunity to see things as they are because we're always sliding things into categories. And and that's not always yeah. the case. And that's why I say with vulnerability, when you open up your own vulnerability, you'll be able uh, to be empathetic, sympathetic, passionate, compassionate. You'll have those things that really makes humanity. So it's not, you know, it's not like I said, it's not about winning and losing. It's not, you know, about. Uh, all of those things is just really having uh, courage to kind of like show up and, and, and be seen, you know, whether you got control over the outcome or not. That's what vulnerability is really is. It's like, oh, I don't know what's going to go on, but hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be who you can depend on, who you can count on. And no matter whichever way this thing goes, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to be there, even though I don't have control over the outcome. Uh, it's not a weakness for me. It's actually my greatest uh, measure of courage. Yes, I love it. All of it. Um, and I want to just throw throw it out there with you giving these daily words and whatnot. You are merely just providing perspective. That's it. Like you just lay it all out. And so I kind of want to offer to... Merriam Webster, really, I kind of want to write them now because, (laughs) because, um, you know, people do look at definitions and they want to put that in a box, right? And I think no wonder our perspectives of strengths and weaknesses are so construed because it's so, I guess, black and white thinking, so to speak. So I want to offer to Merriam-Webster that maybe instead of saying that vulnerability is you being capable of being physically and emotionally wounded, why I honestly feel that vulnerability is the capability of healing those physical and emotional wounds. 
Yeah, and, and what do you think about that? I do, and and that's a great and and see that's the thing about vulnerability. Everybody has mm-hmm. it, but we spend so much energy yeah. trying not to let it be seen that it, we yeah. really don't ingratiate what we need to take from it for us to grow. And when you think about yes. that, because everyone wants to hide their vulnerability, no one wants to show you that they're vulnerable in anything, and. A child know that you're vulnerable, so it's not like you can hide mm-hmm. it. It's not like something I can put in my pocket and you can't see in my pocket because you have X-ray vision. I mean, it's it's amazing how we tend to to put things in such places, and the stupidity of it is so so readily being able to be seen. So when you say oh, I'm not vulnerable, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Everybody is. You just lying to yourself. So with yeah. that being the case. Why not take the vulnerability that is within you and turn that into a strength? Uh, you know, that, that that can be your greatest asset. Like I said, that's the greatest measure of your courage. And people will connect with that uh, and they will see the strength in you. You will get you will get people to follow you. You'll, you'll, it's not so much as uh, you have to do so much to persuade when people see you lead with vulnerability. Uh, I was on a leadership uh, podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about authentic leaderships. And, and one of the things that the uh, moderator asked me was, uh, how do you do that? And I said, I, I lead with vulnerability because someone has to know that I don't have it all in control. Therefore, they feel okay with making mistakes and doing things and growing. If we don't allow for that, how will we have growing? How will people find their purpose? How will people define their passion? If we don't, if we're not vulnerable, you know, so. Yes. It's the power of vulnerability is giving up this power and need of control. You're like, I'm going to harness just, I'm just going to take strength in knowing that I'm going to be okay, regardless of the outcome. And that in itself is so, so essential and and important. It doesn't matter if, you know, like what situation you're in or, or whatever, like that's the true power. And when you and I first met or spoke, um, You told me, and I will never forget this. You told me that um, you, at first, you know, you wanted to go into law school and become an attorney, um, civil rights attorney. And, um, you know, you just openly told people your story. And you were at first thinking that that was going to be rejected and then the right people in your corner, they were all about that. Do you want to elaborate that? Because that does tie into vulnerability for sure. Yes, it does. And the the, the aspect of it, and a lot of people that um, may understand law, it's, it's, it's public and it's private. And when I say that those that practice it tend to live in private, because it's such a public thing that you're doing. Uh, and then the meaning of just really what I mean behind that is just saying the law is public. It affects the public. It deals with the public. It is publicity in its own right of how we live, how we govern, how we, how we, um, how we are, interact with each other. So most people, you tend to find that practice that 
they like to live their lives in private. And when I mean that, not you knowing about them, not <laughs> having things out yeah. concerning them, not being able to have something to use against them. And uh, I thought about that in, in going to and I was really it was really a struggle because that is that is the culture of law. The culture being taught, uh, interacting with it, it is just it's just married into that culture. And I say, how can I effectively do that work when it's so much of me that is not involved in that? And when I say that, I'm not talking about the book sense. I'm not talking about the studying. I'm not talking about the curriculum. I'm talking about with me being an advocate for someone that I want to take on as a client who is not uh, emotionally sound, educationally sound, or even uh, within the law sound to represent themselves. So how do I do that? And I forge a connection with the client. It's not all about, okay, you did this. I can explain that and this it. But how do I effectively do that? You effectively do that through relationships and through relationships. They're better, well-built. What I've experienced is through vulnerability. When we open ourselves up with someone that we want to have a relationship with, when there's no masks and there's no walls, their relationship flourish. And, and, yes. and, and in the essence of that, we're being true to each other. So I really, I really struggle with that, but I ran into some uh, professors and some advisors uh, at a couple of law fairs that I uh, attended. And uh, uh, I kind of like shared some of that. And I thought that was a prime place to, because it was so many uh, lawyers, attorneys, judges, uh, like, you know, it was just so, it was a myriad of people where I can get a whole lot of perspective and, and try to see if this is really something that I thought that I would be effective in. Cause I'm not one to just grab something and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. If I don't think that I can, make change or I can't perceive that I can be a change. I don't take it on. And I talked to a lot of them and a lot of the law school advisors was like, Oh, this, you're the kind of attorney we need, you know, you know, you're understanding the law, you're, you're training in the law, but you also have the connectivity that, uh, that a client is looking for when they look out and they seek out a lawyer. And that was that yes. was the pivot point for me. At that point, I said, "Oh, this is why not be real in what I'm doing?" And, I, and my vulnerability makes me me. I can't change the abuse. I can't change the addiction. I can't change the depression. All of those things that I that have made up me. But what I can do is uh, impart into others how I've overcome it, how I'm moving forward how those things have strengthened me, how they've strengthened my resolve, you know, so that's a key thing. Yes. Yes. And really, I I venture to say that anyone who you would be representing would want someone like you <laughs> who maybe has that empathy and and some, you know, just um, understanding of of what's going on and versus someone who's just like, I just want to be a lawyer just because, because of, because it's lucrative or whatever. Right. So um, like, I'm, I'm sure that just being an, any type of circumstance where you would need an attorney, that's a very vulnerable place to be in right. at all. So someone 
like you and of your caliber, like representing them, that would be a huge load off their shoulders. Yeah. Because that judgment is there that, you know, extra defense of not only are they having to deal with their situation, but, you know, like, can I trust this person? Does this person really understand my best interests or, or have my best interests in mind, Mm -hmm. you know? So kudos to you for wanting to set an example from the inside out. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's where the change began because uh, even when we look and in, 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 in it's so hard in these last these last days to not come from a political standpoint. And when I say that, just with so much that is going on politically wise, what that has going on is continually to go on. When you look at that, so many people have fell into the rut of just I'm just going to continue on this tradition because the one behind me did it. And we're having a lot of people now that's going into these political positions and they're they don't have the mind thinking of the senator that spent 30 years in, in, in Washington, they got the mind of thinking that, you know, yeah. there's some changes have got to be made and not so much as in black and white and, and, and racial and, 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 and women rights and not so much of those things, but just to think we have thought as a country for so long, it has to change. Uh, we can't continue to, to go. We Someone has to acknowledge that what we've been doing uh, hasn't worked. So someone has to, <laughs> someone has to, you know, so someone yeah. has to take that on and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not here. And like, I tell a lot of people when they ask me about things, like, look, I'm not here to rebuild or reshape or refunction, reconstruct anything that we've already got. Uh, what our job is to modify the processes of how things are done. And that's what everybody's job is. That's in, in, in anything. If you're in a business, you modify, you study tweaking, you're trying to find out the best things to, to for the consumer, for the customer, to build the best brand, to have the best. Th- I mean, it's everything. So why wouldn't the government be the same? <laughs> you know, you know, so. Those- yes. Yeah. And be the example that you want to see. Right. And you want to see it. You want to see it from the inside out. And, and that's what I thought about when I when I chose this profession. I say, I want to be, and don't get me wrong, I know it's going to be something uh, that I'm going to uh, continue to get a backlash uh, for, but the courage the courage comes yeah. through the vulnerability that, uh, okay, but what you've done can't do anything to me because I've already been, I've already been down to the bottom. I've already scraped up. I can only do better. Yeah. I can only go up. I can only change more. I can, you know, so once you have that mindset, I'm not even fearful of, uh, of what can what can you know you bring up against me because I've been up against it. Yes, yes, uh, most definitely. And um, you know, just hearing a little bit of of your story in the past, um, like I love that you do draw inspiration and and your purpose and your why from that daily. And I. I think it's so important to, in general, but you do so in a way that, you know, yeah, you, you are you and you want to serve others. You want to help others. You want to be the example that you maybe didn't have when you were going through your struggles. And I love that you said, yeah, you know, I, I'm still probably going to get some flack from, you know, other people or whatever, but that doesn't 
really matter because when you're in the mind frame of I want to help and serve others, you are going to draw and attract and, and help a certain group of people. You can't help everyone. You can't save the whole world, but you can have a group of people who you resonate with, who are able and, and have that capability and, and, and wanting to be vulnerable. So um, even in my own journey as in my health and being a health coach, you betcha there are people who are not for it. They're not for, you know, what I bring to the table. And my response is, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, right? That's fine. The unfollow button is Absolutely. right there, <laughs> you know? And that is completely fine. I know that earlier in, in my life, I used to get so hung up on what would that so-and-so think. But in the end, you have yourself. And as long as you're true to yourself and vulnerable in that, like you have the potential to inspire other people to be themselves uh, unapologetically and in a way that loves themselves and, and loves others. And I think, how is that really ever a yeah. bad thing? It just isn't. You know? No, it isn't. It, it, it's, it's a thing of growth and it's a thing of understanding. And uh, I, I think that everybody speaks of when you go on anybody's page or anybody's site or anybody's room in clubhouse or anybody, everybody is talking about this authentic authentic and 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 i look at it and i i say how are you really being authentic if you're not being vulnerable how you know how yeah. how because you're not being vulnerable is it is not admitting to yourself that you're not whole and i don't think people really take that in uh to that and it's it's no weakness in that and mind you when i say this because a lot of people get them crossed and they get them uh, misunderstanding. When I say being vulnerable, I don't mean go out and be the Kardashian with all your business in the street. I don't, you know, I don't mean it's like everyone should know or, you know, and the funny thing about that is people feel so much more comfortable with doing that than actually working on themselves being vulnerable. They so busy with giving you yeah. a detail of what they ate and Instagram picture it all weekend uh, old photos of where they dined at or where they sip champagne or where they what club they was at like you can find out more information and target you more that way than you can if you if you open up and say you know what I, I've survived abuse I'm here today you know I wasn't killed I'm stronger I'm mentally more sound uh, because I know what to do I know how to help somebody I know how to get through it like, I would take more I would take more into that then you giving me a whole week's worth of, uh, I, I ate at Johnny Bravo's and this is what I had on the Instagram feed. I mean, you know, this is how dwarfed we are as a society in our thinking. Yes. And, it, and it's just sad. Yeah, I agree. 
And um, to be honest, like going into this, when when you want to be a, a mentor and a coach, the first thing you want to do is just help people. You just want clients. Um, you you just want them to to appear and, and you want to help them, right? But uh, especially in the pandemic world, there's a lot that goes into it. There is this social media presence that you have to have and, and just this advertisement and marketing around yourself and one way or another and I have struggled with the whole you know typical path of just posting recipes and la 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 and um, just very surface level stuff so a lot of my stuff on on Instagram and on this podcast you do get elements of of health and nutrition. Yes, because that is important. But on the end side, that is the true reflection of your overall health. So, you know, especially on this podcast, I've talked about, um, you know, just depression and just an unhealthy relationship with food and my own experience. And I've talked about, um, you know, tragedy and, and trauma, political, personal, whatever, right? And, you know, that can feel ugly, I guess, but that's, those are the ugly parts of life. And so when I'm having a not so hot time, you know, and, and I'm asked, hey, how are you today? Like, not so hot today, but I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to go through, I'm not doing so hot today. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, because then it's like, whoa, I, I okay. You know, people are so used to just the, oh, fine. How are you? You know, but just being able to be, be vulnerable and, and normalizing the whole process of it's, it's okay to not be okay every day. It's okay to, feel lost and flailing in the winds. And that's part of the human experience. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's okay. And we have to tell ourselves that it's okay. And we have to be okay with it being <laughs> not okay all the time. When you look at it, I, I, I think we just, we just, our minds just want us to be fixed all the time. And that's far from the truth. And you study lots mm -hmm. of yourself in the essence of that. You build yourself to be a falsehood. And that's what just kills me when I hear everybody's so authentic. And I'm thinking like, like I've never heard that word more so than since the pandemic started. <laughs> like everybody's, everybody's yeah. all of a sudden authentic. Like it, 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 authentic yeah. is not like authentic is not like you go buy it and pick it up off the grocery store, like sugar. Like, it's not nothing that, you know, it's not like you go pick up salt because it's going to snow. Like, authentic is something that's cultivated. Yeah. It's something that grows. It's sort of like planting a seed and, and, and watering that. And so water authentic, you can only water authentic with authentic. So it's not going to grow yeah. what you say you're authentic. You write a few authentic posts, so you think, and you're still feeling you're still feeling and hiding things and masking things and not dealing with things on the inside of you. Uh, it, it's just like you going to the doctor. That's, you know, uh, my grandmother used to say she had an old, uh, old Chevy and she's like, baby, the Chevy run with Chevy parts. 
She said, I wouldn't look in the manual and I wouldn't look in because uh, she used to hate Ford. She said, I wouldn't look in a Ford manual book and try to figure out why my Chevy not working. She, oh, mm -hmm. So she said the same way with you put yourself around people and deal with people. She's like a people that, you know, and, and a lot of people don't think it's truth to this, but, you know, those old people, they know what they're talking about. She say, uh, she say if a person been divorced 50 times, she say, baby, nine times out of 10, they can't tell you how to stay married. She say they, mm -hmm. they just don't have the skills. If they did, they would have been married. So, but we yeah. flipped that around. I mean, something as simple as that. We flipped that around and someone has been married or divorced five or six times. They automatically think they can be a counselor. <laughs> well, they automatically. Yeah. Let me help you. Let yeah, me save so they you. automatically think that, okay, I've been through it five or six times, so I can tell you about it. I I, I beg to differ. I'm thinking if I get that kind of advice, yeah. I'm going to get that advice about marriage from someone that's been married 50 years and they didn't fought through it and they didn't went through everything and they still there and they're still loving and they're still, you know, being a part in that relationship. Why would I go to a marriage counselor that's been divorced five times? I, I think they're in the wrong profession, but this is how we think as society, you know, because we yes. flip around, we yes. flip around and say, oh, they must know something because they didn't been married five times. No, maybe they don't know anything. That's why they've been married five times. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I'm definitely not, I'm, I'm the first person to say, nope, I'm not a, uh, a relationship yeah. coach, but I will listen to all my relationship coach relationship coach friends because you know yeah but forming a relationship with myself and you know family and and friends like that's my thing right like you know forming relationship with yourself and food that's different and and I think it is funny because a lot of times oh people it, people okay so vulnerability as being able to go through it, mull through it, and genuinely just want to be the example that other people, that they didn't have, you know? So wanting to be the example for other people that they didn't have, that's, that's great. And at the same time, you can, there's like a fine line between being gimmicky and being actually authentic. Like a lot of people who aren't, a lot of people who are authentic don't use the word. No, authentic. they don't. That, and look, if you if you look at any of my writing, I mean, I may have used it in a daily word because someone asked me to use that word. But if you can yeah. go back on any of my posts, I do not use the word authentic in my posts. Mm -hmm. I do not. Say yeah, because it's like who who am I to to say that? You know, like what. It's it's all in the yes. Example. It's all an example. My, my dad used to say these old Southern people. They have some good things to say. My dad used to say uh, he yes. said you don't see the lion running around the jungle talking about he the lion. He say everybody <laughs> in the jungle knows who he is, and they know who he is by what he does and what he stands for and, and the, his example that he showed. He's like you don't never. He say he never. Uh, he say all other animals walk around trying to claim space. He said the lion. Never does that. He say even when you see him on these shows and the habitats or whatever, you don't see the lion kind of like I was just watching something the other day. Uh, this may be drifting, but I thought it was to the to what we're talking about. I saw it the other day because uh, I love watching the wildlife and 
and the interaction of it. I just think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing how a lot of times I think animals are much smarter than us, but uh, that's just a personal thing. <laughs> but when I look at how they interact and how they deal with each other and we were talking, uh, the lady was talking about these monkeys and they was in the, the um, Amazon and how um, the monkeys, the males was kind of like uh, fighting each other to actually lead the pack of the females and the children. And um, I said, mm-hmm. you saw that and they show like four or five different species of, of animals. Right. And then they put the junk, they put the lion up there to, to, to draw the contrast. And the lion was just the king. Like it was nobody fighting against the lion. I know we got that, uh, that Simba story and you know what I mean? The, the, you know, the lion King story and think about scar fighting, um, Fossa, but in the yeah. real world, in the real world, in the real jungle, the lion don't go around the jungle fighting other lions to say I'm the I'm the king. They just walk around and they command the jungle. So if you got to keep on telling people you're the lion, and you got to keep on telling people you're authentic, and you got to keep on telling people or writing that and putting that in your things, it's not authentic. Just write what you have to say, and people will let you know if it's authentic or not. Yeah. Be that example for yourself. Just tell yourself that. Like, I am incredibly into affirmations as of the last few months. I used to think that they were stupid and that the people who just talk to themselves (laughs) and they're like, you are amazing. I was like, what kind of crap is that, right? But the more I got into my coaching journey and just really helping clients, I started realizing, um, you know, that there truly is power and just telling yourself, like, I am safe today. I am okay today. I am enough. You know, I, I am powerful, you know, just stuff like that. And then again, the last few months, I've just been more like, you know, this has always been in the toolbox. Why don't I use it for myself? <laughs> I think we're so used to trying to be there for other people. It's like, well, why don't I put that in my toolbox? You know, so there truly is power. And, you know, I am enough. I am safe. I, um, you know, I am capable, stuff like that. And just being able to be an example and affirm ourselves from within. Yeah, it is. If we just take, if um, Michael Jackson said the greatest, uh, we just look at that man in the mirror. Uh, you know, if we if we just yes. look at that, just the simplicity of that. If we spend uh, our time trying to change us for the better, we'll find out that we don't have a lot of time to be fooling around with other people and what they're doing. So if you pass that along, being real with yourself, straightening out yourself. And if everybody adopted that mindset, man, what a better place we would be living in. If I think everybody would just work on themselves, like, you know, but everybody wants to help everybody else. You know, everybody wants to, to, um, to see what, what's going on, to see if they can fix someone else. I, I, I get that. Um, I have that on my blog that people are, uh, people are so busy trying to uh, trying to fix others that they 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 want they don't want to change themselves. And when you look at that, and I'm like, it, it's just so amazing to me that everyone can help everybody 
but they can't help themselves. You can't help yourself unless you, I mean, you can't help nobody else unless you help yourself. You know, that's, that, that's the strength. Exactly. They, they tell you that in anything, even in emergency on a plane, when the, when the, Wait when the uh air the stewardess are talking to you. They say if we get into this or whatever, and, and the mask come down, put the mask on yourself first. Then you can help somebody else. So I mean, it's just it's just plain as the nose on our face, but uh, we 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 can't see it. We can't see it. Yes, I love it, and even just you know, so my. My whole, I guess, image of my health coaching business, it's, it's deepened roots. And the whole philosophy is, is deepening the roots to yourself. So you can, you know, give more to your own life and, and others. Like you truly, there, you, you really cannot have a great relationship with others without having a great relationship with yourself first, you know, like the whole mask yeah. on the plane thing, <laughs> you know, you can't be like, Oh, hold on. Let me put this on you. And let me put this on you. Like you're going to pass out and then, and then help others. But we're, it's so glamorized, especially and, Heck, even Miriam Webster to be this stoic person and like I'm invincible and and all of this. And no, there truly is some strength and being vulnerable and taking care of yourself first so that you there is a you for others. It's like rocket science, and yet it's so much promoted. And in marketing and, and culture and movies, the reverse. And I, I love how the pandemic itself has f- helped and, and started to flip the script. Like maybe, maybe our life up until now has been backward. <laughs> what if we focus on ourselves? You know, and and I love that. I, I love that that's the space that we're in. And um, I just that's the greatest blessing of it all. Just being able to dig deep and be vulnerable so that, you know, others can see that and learn from Yeah, and I think this is really uh, where I, I just really pray and trust that people have taken advantage of this space. Uh, we're such a society of people and thinkers that we want to push things to a normal that we think is normal and it's never going to, it's never going to be that. And when I say that, I don't mean so much as that the vaccine, the vaccine we may have, everybody may get it and, and it may be cured and, you know, it, it'll fall into the, to the realm of the polio or the flu, or those kind of things on which, you know, we we've come, but um, I really think in these last days that this, uh, nothing that we've had has, has crippled that whole entire earth like the pandemic has to some form or fashion touched everybody on the planet. I mean, everybody. And I mean, yeah. if it has changed your yeah. way of thinking, your way of life, your way of being, your way of even existing and nothing that we've nothing that we've had 
for uh, as far as I can remember, and even those that I've spoken to that is older than I am, uh, nothing has crippled uh, the world like this pandemic has. And it, it, it's it's something in understanding what's taking place there, and it's something that uh, we we should get from this. You know, it's the opportunity is here, and who's to say how long this opportunity is going to be? You know, uh, who's to say that you know th- how long this journey is going to last? But I do think it's it's given us an opportunity to uh, self-examine, make some changes, reaffirm. Uh, the things in our lives, in our relationships, in our functions, in our thinking, in our mind is is giving us an opportunity uh, to make some adjustments. And I just hope that we are making those adjustments uh, that is needed instead of just uh, waiting as if a conversation to end so I can say what I got to say. Yes, yes. Definitely. So, um, so for anyone out there struggling to be vulnerable and embrace what that means to them, what advice do you have for the, for these people, which is really the normal human, but what do you have it for advice for people who are just like, ah, I'm just not ready. Uh, you'll yet. never be ready. Uh, that, that, that would be the first that would be the first advice I give you. You you you'll never be you never be ready. Uh, go back to my my grandma. Used to say, I used to tell her all the time, I'm gonna come to church when I clean, when I clean myself up. And she was like, baby, you you. She said the church is the hospital. She said you're supposed to go to the church sick so you can get healed. And when she said that to me, I was oh. like, I, I didn't grab that because I'm like, like who wants to go any place sick? Like, you know, except for like a hospital, like, you know, you, you have this mindset of, you know, every everywhere you want to go, you if you go in the dinner or whatever, you want to go whole. You don't you don't want to go uh, sick or you don't want to go with things going on or you don't want to go. And that's the mindset we have. But when she said that to me, that awakened uh, the vulnerability in me. Uh, sometimes you need to go someplace to get fixed. So you're never going to be ready. Uh, so you just have to take the step. Uh, and, and it's not easy and I know it's not, it's, it's taken me some time and I've spent a lot of years of trying to outrun or outsmart my vulnerability, <laughs> by thinking, you know, by making things or putting things yeah. in categories and trying to deal with things categorized and, and thinking this was how it was. But my greatest advice that I give even in coaching and mentoring is that uh, you just have to do it, mm-hmm. take a piece of you and do it. Something that you don't, you know, something that you yes. don't want anyone to know. And, and 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 like I said again, it doesn't have to go down to specifics. Like I ran here and I was called in this house and I got arrested for this. I mean, you don't have to go into those specifics, but you can go into the generality of this is where I was, or this is where I am, and I'm trying to get out this place. I mean, I, I'm. It, Vulnerability makes me discomforted. You know, it, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me, okay, well, I need to get it comfortable. If me saying to you, yo, I was abused as a kid and look where I am now, person that has the power to talk about that and encourage others who's going through that. Take that and ride with it. Yes. 
And I, I want to add that um, the shame spiral and the whole feeling uncomfortable with being vulnerable at times, it will never leave you. There will be some type of element where you're like, ooh, you know, yeah. I'm better than this. And then, and then nine times out of 10, your mind and your body are like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, e- exactly. I, yeah. And because a lot of people just think that vulnerability and their own journey is like point A to point B and then they're, they're done. Then they can live their life. Like, yeah, a, a lot of people. <laughs> yes. A lot of people think that. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You're going to struggle with this the rest of your life. And you have you to be to. okay it's, with that. It's, it's something that has to make you and you have to understand it. You have to understand it and you have mm-hmm. to be, you have to be open to it. As long as you, as long as you're not, don't come to me with the authentic. I'm sorry. I'm not being rude and <laughs> not being facetious and I'm, I'm just being real. Uh he has an axe to grind, <laughs> folks, and that's okay. <laughs> yes, I'm being bold. Look, you, you, don't come to me talking about you authentic and, and, and you can't look inside because, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it borders on, and, and I know we hate to use that term, it borders on hypocritical because you can't, you, you can't tell mm-hmm. me to dig inside. You can't coach me. You can't mentor me. You can't, you can't lead me. Uh, uh, with those aspirations of that I know I can attain with you not being vulnerable on the inside. You've had to overcome something. And through that overcoming, it was some vulnerability. And then that vulnerability and overcoming, you became powerful. So why is it so hard to connect those dots <laughs> to people? I, I don't understand. It's sort of like, you know, somebody turned the light on in the dark. I don't know how you can't see it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And there are people for everyone, you know, like there are people who aren't really ready to go on the full vulnerability journey. And then there are people who are like, you know, that feels uncomfortable, yet it feels like home to me. I'm going to go, I'm going to gravitate towards coral or I'm going (laughs) to gravitate towards, you know, deep and roots, like whatever, right? We all are something for someone because we're something to ourselves you know so we all have a place and we all resonate with someone and that's the beauty of it all and and that, um, and that's the power of it yeah uh, that's the power of because mm-hmm. we all do and, and and I'm saying in my 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 style is is it's not going to fit everybody and, and and that's that is that is fine to me I'm not a hard person I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a stern person. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, an ignorant person. I, I mean, I consider myself to be well-educated uh, as far as I can give you analysis of what I think you want to hear. I have no problem with that. But when you come to a coach, you want to be better. I've never went to a coach and me being a, yeah. a, a former athlete, I never bought into a coach who I felt was not going to make me better. So then you have to ask yourself those hard yeah. questions. Do I want to be better or do I just want to play the game? And if you yeah. want to just play the game, it's yeah. fine with that. But you have winners in the game. 
you know, sports-wise. You have Tom Brady. You have Michael Jordan. You have Kobe Bryant. You have those that did more than play the game because they wanted to be better. And if you as an individual want to affect more people, uh, you can't just play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And and in life and, and those people wanting to seek support and, and whatever they're struggling with, whether it's life or, or health or, or both, um, it's so important to ask yourself why. And are you ready for the support? Like, not that you are ever going to be ready, as we talked about, but are you ready to struggle and are you like is now the time to decide like you know we like do you want to owe that experience to yourself and that's super important too when I have clients I I tell them right up front like the first discovery call so this is my program uh, you, these are the goals, you know, you tell me the goals that we're going to set. I help you develop action steps and habits and anchoring thoughts to help you get there and know that I'm going to put you in the driver's seat and my cause is your goals. So I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to be the comforting yet uh, stickler when it comes to that, because it's your goal, it's your life. You know, if, if you, if you want something bad enough, I think it is important to have that support system to be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm yes. here to remind you, <laughs> this is what you're signing up for. Let's do it. Let's do this together. You are safe. I think the bottom line is people just want to feel safe and you're not going to feel safe all the time and that's okay. But being able to have that support system and, and have the tools to be able to um, put you yourself back in that safe mind frame and, hey, I will survive this regardless. Like I will survive what's in my head. That's so incredibly important. It definitely powerful. is. And it's something that uh, you can take away from that that will be something you can impart on others and they can take away that and then you can affect mm -hmm. change because we say we like to change everybody wants to change everybody wants to be a part of change but we want to be in the culture of change uh the change begins within so when people see see you change yes then they have the optimistic view of i can change <laughs> that's what creates the change yes when they see you change then people then yes. people get a realization that oh i can change it's possible, you know. It's it's possible. It's the it's the it's the aha moment. Oh yeah, I can change. I don't have to follow in the same footsteps. No, I don't have to go the same road. Oh no, no, you can change. Everybody can change. <laughs> just like, like just that. like that, I can. You know, it's it's like we sometimes just need permission to be like, oh, I yes, can be absolutely. my true self. <laughs> I can do what I'm meant to do. I'm I'm I can 
overcome my own personal demons. Really? I'm allowed to do that. I love it when sometimes we just need that. Yeah. It's a helpful thing. It's a helpful thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So I have a question, dear sir. Our, um, our dear friend Mark Lee loves to have closing inspirations and and um, motivating whatever, right? He he loves to close things with framing what each guest wants to you know leave their mark on on the episode. So, what are your inspiring thoughts that you? Um, want to really leave our listeners. Since we're talking about vulnerability, I'll just continue on with that because that that is my inspiration. Uh, Vulnerability, it gives us freedom, gives us power. Uh, It connects us to uh, a network of souls that are injured, (laughs) that need repair. And when we're being vulnerable, we open ourselves up uh, in order to help and heal others. So just the basic of that, that statement alone uh, encourages me to be vulnerable because someone needs the vulnerability that I show. So if we, if we think of it that way, yes. then we're thinking of it as affecting uh, change. My mark that I want to leave when I write my posts or when I write or when I engage or when I talk or I interview or anything that Carl Sean Watkins does, I want it to affect change. I want you to change even the simple word that I give, but you to change the meaning of it. Uh, I know we have set definitions and I'm not trying to rewrite Webster and I'm not re- trying to, I'm not, you know, trying to yeah, we should. Although we we, should. Should. I mean, we really should on that. Yeah, on the it's, it, it, it takes a reshaping, a reshaping. And I, I, I thank and I give, uh, I give a lot of credit to Webster because, as you know, that was my Christmas gift that began this journey. And I give a lot of credit to it. But what I did yeah. in that, I didn't just open that up to find out what a word meant. I opened that up to read it, to understand what words mean. So there's the difference. See, we open up a mm-hmm. dictionary looking for it to tell us what something means. I didn't read the dictionary to tell me what they mm-hmm. meant. I read the dictionary to give me an understanding of what words mean. And when I say that, the words have meaning and they're far beyond just the one or two sentences of definitions that they give you. So when you get that understanding, then you realize how to use words how to know that these words are power and they are words are life or death, you know? So when we get that understanding, we won't open up the definition to say, Oh, vulnerable is just, just this nasty thing. Okay. Go beyond that. Go beyond the definition. And that's what uh, me having a dictionary as a kid, reading it every day, uh, being able to understand it and use it and, and use words and sentences. They see that's what gave me the understanding of the words, not so much just the meaning of them. It gave me an understanding yeah. that I was clear that oh, vulnerable was more than just this sad definition that's written on this page. It's more than that. So if I give anything to anyone listening, to everyone listening, to all that hear me, uh, 
make vulnerability your power because it gives you freedom. And in that freedom, you have power. So make it your power. Make it your superpower. Oh, I um, I see coffee mugs and T-shirts with that phrase in your future with Carl's Carl Sean's daily word uh, um, credited on the bottom. I I feel like yeah, that's that, 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 we that, should make I, that I can I can go with that. Make vulnerability your power. Make it your super power. Make it your super power. Yeah, yeah I, like I like that. I'll see if I can Love give me a T-shirt it. company. <laughs> Yeah, we got yeah. That's your that's your idea. So we yes, go we go definitely. 50 50 on that. I I I give I give you half the proceeds on that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with sharing. Just um have just have online copy hours or copy breaks with me like yeah, no once problem. in a while. No that's all I ask. Just uh be just yeah. Just always, be my always. Well, friend, not, always. I tell people once I made a friend with you, I'm a friend for life. So. You're definitely, uh, you're definitely always going to be my friend. Oh, same. And not oh, no, in not like, like the creepy like, sting yeah, way, you the, know, I'll be creepy, watching Not you. the creepy peeking <laughs> in your window kind of way, but just a friend. Just a friend that's here for you. Exactly. Same. I am the same way. Like, yep, you're not leaving. You're, you're stuck with me. I love it. Well, dear. Carl, where can we find you? Where can we find well, you? You can and find my daily word on LinkedIn. That's really, as really, uh, really my uh, superpower, so to speak. You can go to uh, LinkedIn and find me. I also got a uh, a business page on LinkedIn. You can follow the hashtag Carl Sean's Daily Word. Uh, that's definitely where you can go and uh, see some stuff that I got. I'm revamping, uh, revamping that. You can also follow me, uh, Carl Sean Watkins, uh, number one. If you go on LinkedIn, if you're looking in and you're putting in your web browser, uh, you're going on LinkedIn, you actually on there. Just follow Carl Sean Watkins. Uh, you can go through my posts, read a lot of my daily uh, daily stuff and my inspirations, uh, and also coming uh, soon to a movie theater near you, uh, Carl Sean Watkins Consulting. Uh, that is being uh, formulated right now. Been to works with some people getting that done and uh, look to have that out before the spring is over. Uh, with that, we're going to be offering packages, uh, one-on-one sessions, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one mentoring. Also got leadership uh, mentoring in there. And we have what we call empowerment sessions. And this is uh, really my brain, my brain child of the whole thing just going to get people together and we're going to brainstorm empowering each other. Uh, those, you know, those that have been through those oh. that want to share stories. I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm doing that on my uh, consultant side, but I'm thinking of really just creating a clubhouse. I've been talking to some people uh, with that and just been creating a clubhouse room for that. I just got to narrow down the date because I got so much stuff going on and I don't want to ever miss anything. So I'm narrowing down the date on that. I got a couple of people from LinkedIn that's uh, has bought into that and 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 want to help me leave rooms with that. And it's just going to be a place where we're just going to empower each other, sort of like on the mindset, uh, uh, but a little bit more in depth than what uh, Brian Shulman does on LinkedIn uh, when he have his party days. 
But what we're going to do, mm-hmm. instead of so much of it being a party, we're just going to empower, uh, let people empower each other with the deepness, you know, the deepness to get over some of these emotional struggles that we have and some of these obstacles that's really impairing us from seeing our destiny and fulfilling our destiny. Oh, I love it. Well, I am all about that. (laughs) So please let me be involved. I'm going to ping you to be involved because I, okay. So Brian Shulman is a maniac and I love that about him. He has his filters and his crazy, like he can turn himself into a pineapple. And then like, he's just like insane in the most beautiful way. And that terrifies me because, (laughs) because I'm like, whoa, that is a lot. And I, kudos to him. He, that is amazing that he can do that. And then I'm, I'm like, no, just let me stay grounded and just kind of be a fly on a wall and just, you know, let me be my deepened roots and be a tree yeah, and just stay on the ground. It's see? amazing the ride that he takes you on and, and it's something and we need and we need people like that without a doubt. Oh my gosh, we yes. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. And we most definitely need people like you who is not afraid of being deep and staying grounded and just being vulnerable and awesomely you. So thank you you so much, Carl. You, like I'm doing the little namaste to you right now. Thank you so much. Uh, A pleasure. And it is always so fun. Uh, to talk to you and, and get insight with you because uh, you inspire me as well uh, with the things that you do and the causes uh, that you have and, and that you follow and the joy that you create in what you do. It's it's written all over you that it's a passion and that's what people should see in what you do. They should feel that contagiousness of, hey, I want to be involved with that person. and And that's what I try to create with anything that I do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Carl Sean Watkins. And thank you so much for joining. You all have yes, everybody a have a great wonderful day. day. Deep and Roots podcast covers elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of abundance instead of fear and going for what serves you. From time to time, I'll also cover what speaks to me, what's important in the moment, who's influenced my work, and even bring you interviews with like-minded humans. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about, what moves you, what speaks to you, what serves you. Also, don't be shy. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram by searching under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. To not only book a discovery session by clicking on the link in my bio, but to see the current happenings, musings, and shenanigans at Deep and Roots Health Coaching. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time.